podcast number 445 which does sound quite epic in some respects but it's especially epic because we are joined uh, live from in fact i hear colorado in the united <laughs> states from mr duncan winslow hello mate 
Hey, how you been? I'm good. I'm good. So um, tell me, how come you're not in St. Louis? Why? How... Yeah, it's like a vacation, I guess. I don't know. I keep thinking like, oh, we're just going for the weekend. But it's like, actually, yeah, it's been a while since I, like, I had a vacation. So it's like we got away for a week. Fantastic. Yeah. And so and for those of us that are, well, I'm, I'm afraid my geography is not brilliant. So oh, from yeah. St. Louis in Missouri, which way do you go to get to Colorado? Now you go west and you drive for about nine hours. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a long Monday. So like if you drive if you drive for nine hours in the UK, you probably fall off the end of Scotland. But yeah. no, more or less. But I guess that's I mean a nine hour drive in, in America is not really that big, really, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean you have to drive to get anywhere, especially when like you're in the middle of the country in like St. Louis, where yeah. I am. What's that like? I was so I actually I've got uh, I've got my Google Maps open on screen, like I said, because my geography is rubbish. But um, for instance, like if you drive sort of north, north, slightly northeast, you would eventually get up to Chicago, right? Is that right? Yeah, it's like four hours okay. from yeah, St. Louis. And so, what's it been? I mean, what's it been like this this last sort of twelve, you know, fifteen months or so, kind of pandemic restrictions and everything. Like for you personally, what's it been like in St. Louis and in Missouri? It's uh, like everyone's just like, yeah, it's been it's been a year. It's been something mm. <laughs> of just being like stuck in the house. Just I guess it works out, you know, kind of being a musician. You don't need to go anywhere unless you're mm-hmm. gigging, which is like the worst part. But you can just sit at home and do stuff or write. But it's like if, when that's the only thing you can do, yeah, and that seems a little monotonous at times but it's uh it's, it's been all right you know why at the end of the tunnel right now yeah right <laughs> and like, like say like pre-pandemic like mm-hmm. for you what what what's a regular week or month like sort of pre-pandemic for you in st louis are you still like as you say you're still kind of like pretty much at home making music or do you like do you travel around much what's it um for me the like years year years before this i was still at university so that's okay. what I'd be spending most of my time doing. And I just finished that up in December, which was like, you know, finishing school in like the middle of all this was not something no one ever prepared you for. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess day to day would have been like school, just, you know, mm. work after school work and in between all that music. And in terms of like, you know, maybe I, I guess it's a dumb question, but you know, what's it in terms of St. Louis or in terms of like the state, what's it like for drum and bass there? I mean, is it, is it a small community? Is there? I think it's, it's kind of small communities spaced out because everything mm. is so spaced out. Right. Like it's hard to have, you know, people kind of reference like the, the USD and B scene, but like, <laughs> if you try and break that apart, it's like, it's the scene like LA, then it's a scene in Denver, yeah. then like Austin, Texas, then New York, and everything is no matter what hours apart from each other, whether you're flying or driving, but everyone kind of knows each other because of the internet and like yeah. groups and keeping together. But there's a, and, and I mean, I, I, I really get that as a result. I mean, like, do you have like, do you have many parties or any parties in St. Louis? Or if you want to go, if you want to go out to really hear some, some drum based music mm-hmm. on a system, do you need to travel a significant distance? Um, I think it, it depends. It's definitely in St. Louis, like a 
small tight lit not tight knit like local scene mm. that you can definitely hear it's not like a huge part is always very much like everything's kind of like small mm. maybe a hundred around there people kind of intimate kind of setting and a lot of people are just kind of like oh what's this i've heard heard this music you know down the street let me just walk into this bar or wherever and see and then there's the usuals <laughs> you will see there are usually helping put the whole thing together yeah, yeah. or just like also djs or musicians or something related to putting the whole thing together that's mm. kind of how it is here and I guess because you see, I guess you know, for I mean, particularly for people over here in the UK, but I mean, for, for, for many other sort of drone-based communities, I, I've always kind of felt that it's it's really hard for us to to get any kind of understanding of what it's actually like, you know, for the North American scene. Because, yeah. like you described, you're kind of looking at that there are some there are some very long-standing mm. uh, communities, but they're in. A whole bunch of cities that are often like you know flights apart you know so yeah. it's like trying to it's like a whole bunch of different drone basings in a whole mm. bunch of different cities and i felt yeah. like that's always been maybe i've always imagined that was maybe the hardest thing for whether you're a you know a fan a listener a producer a promoter that's maybe mm. been continues to maybe been one of the one of the bigger challenges for the people over there to really kind of feel connected to each other. Yeah, it's especially like where I am is basically like a, a flyover city if anyone's touring. What was it that then inspired someone like you to to get into writing and producing this music? Uh, probably the internet, just that. <laughs> That's how it's the because there's there's no like in person way I would have noticed. Mm. It was definitely like. I guess planting like the seeds, if you want to call it that, was just like video games and stuff. That's how I learned about drum and bass before I knew what it was. Then like getting into everything around like the 2010s when the whole EDM boom thing happened over here and I just kind of heard about it a bit more, but then didn't pay any attention to it because that was it's too fast, you know, every <laughs> American's complaint yeah. until you get really into it. It's like, it feels like, oh, this is... Like the more I listen, the more I started trying to do it, which was you know a difficult task because right. it's just so different and so technical. But then there's always it relates to a lot of things like I grew up with with like jazz and soul music and stuff like that. So as soon as I found like that crossover, that's when I really got into it. Uh-huh. And then from there it was just like maybe this this is for me, uh-huh. I think. <laughs> yeah. But I guess this was, you know, as you're, as, as you're describing, it's essentially just kind of like, you know, consuming it, maybe mm. maybe primarily kind of uh, from the internet. Um, yeah. And and I guess this is selfishly for me personally, you know, like my my way of getting into this kind of music was, was record shops, mm. pirate radio and parties and festivals and word of mouth and, you know, yeah. And, I, uh, and I guess, to be honest, I don't think I don't I don't necessarily think this is something that's exclusive to you know North America at all. You know, I understand it's kind of more of a maybe phenomenon of the last sort of five or ten years. Mm-hmm. But I guess it, to an extent, with this, you know, because it's not easy to make this kind of music, right? You know, yeah. it's uh, yeah. you know, it, it does require you know a lot, not just dedication, but a lot of you know certain dexterity with programming and how to really get to grips with 
the tempo and the bass lines and 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 the kind of sound design but i guess um it kind of feels as though you almost like are denied some of those other <laughs> aspects of the even just like kind of how you hear it yeah you know, because we all i guess we all hear music you know we hear music differently in real time on a system at a distance in a festival, in a, in a sweaty mm. basement, in a record store, in the car, <laughs> you know, and all those different things. And I guess, but when it's kind of primarily coming via a screen and some right. headphones or, you know, it's, um, so I guess it, I don't know, it, you tell me, I guess it, it, it requires a certain kind of passion or dedication to kind of go, do you know mm. what? I need to, I need to do this. I really, really want to do this, <laughs> right? You know, like to have that, that spark to be, to be inspired. Yeah, I definitely think that's what happened to me because it was for me getting into it to hearing anything live on like a any like system bigger than my car. Oh. It was years. So definitely like the <laughs> passion of just being into it, I think it was right. But maybe like a year or so or maybe it was 2020, like right before everything closed down. Uh -huh. And I finally like wasn't in like in a college town, which is, it's just country music and pop music. There was no way I was going to hear any drum and bass yeah, ever. Right. Yeah, in like middle of Missouri, like <laughs> rural. Yeah. But like how, every, how you hear people's stories, like how'd you get into it? Oh, I went to a live show and I heard the music live because that's what you, that's how you should experience it. Mm. And like everything clicked then for like, everyone's stories and like when it finally happened to me and then not only that i'm hearing my my own track I'm like oh right. this is this is a completely different experience than my <laughs> headphones or the car or something it's like now now i get it like four or five years into this right now yeah yeah but absolutely i definitely had like a moment like just listening to stuff live and then start like listening to my own things on like these huge systems it's like, maybe I should write something else that's more impactful now if I can actually feel the bass or something like that. <laughs> or just like, you immediately want to change things for like that environment. Mm. Because it is like a completely different context. Like, and maybe that's, I don't know why I write more like kind of listener tune because that's the only mm. context I've ever had. But yeah, now right. like yeah. listening more like live settings, like, oh, now there can be like, there can be more, I don't know, more of anything. I don't know, whatever, like a like a whole new factor, I guess, to my sound. I can start thinking about that applies to like a live setting or just a big system, that kind of thing. Do you think so? I mean, is it is it possible that the kind of um, I don't know, like you know, the the prospect of maybe traveling and maybe maybe playing out, let alone being able to experience a few other um, events? You know, I don't know. Maybe that will could then specifically kind of feed into your into your songwriting yeah because you know, I, I can i can really understand why uh in certain situations as you as you just said maybe if you are fairly regularly kind of home-based and home studio based it can maybe uh dictate or or, mm. or suggest a, a, a different approach to the kind of to the music making process and the kind of landscape that you that, that you stitch together yeah i think so i think like I'm just now, for whatever reason, putting that together. It's like, mm. oh, maybe that's why. It's like that. That's why I am the way I am. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like because I could be like in a any other city, probably here, like in a big city with like an actual market for just electronic music in general, and I might have a completely different um, 
like take of things or like view like I could be in New York or LA and I could probably still have like the live like stories of just hearing things live down the street or digging in a record shop like I tried digging in one here and there there's no drum and no drum and bass at all although although I bet there's some other amazing music though yeah yeah Great samples. yeah I mean just now like it's funny because like my mom is starting to recognize like not recognize but just like seeing oh I'm starting to see your face everywhere and then her being my mom is like so you're not going to move to the UK away from me are you it's like well hold on hold on it's like it's, are not, your, that, are your, it's not that far yet is, is your mom and family are they also in St. Louis mm-hmm. yeah are you guys are you actually native to the city yeah yeah okay so you've actually been there your whole life yeah <laughs> okay fantastic well let's not let's let's not worry your mum too much i'm sure there's no there's no need to make any uh any hasty decisions right. um, obviously this is very much a podcast to well i'm delighted to say to welcome you to the hospital records family um we are absolutely delighted to bring you onto the roster um as one of our artists nice. and so with that, we wanted to obviously get to know you a bit more and also also naturally play some music. And coming up next, uh, happily, uh, one of my particular favourites, another, another Gold Fat release, but this is Mumbles of Grace from Winston.
of grace um on the emerging um highly anticipated gold fat label um from our very good friend and recording artist johnny mike kiss so tell me how did how did your uh, how did your um, kind of contact with johnny begin um it's gonna hate me for telling the story but <laughs> it was it was kind of years i think two three years ago i think i I was like the annoying kid that was trying like, how do I send you demos? How can I send you tracks and stuff? And he just like flat out ignored me. And like thinking about <laughs> it, thinking about it now, it's like I I wasn't ready. I was uh, the annoying kid who was uh, a little a little too excited. But then like a year or two ago, I think it was 2019, he just messaged me like out of the blue. It's like, hey, we're starting um starting Gold Fat back up because they took like a little little break for a while. And he right. asked me if I had any tracks. So I sent him maybe four or five and then he like he picked like a 16 bar loop which <laughs> turned into swing and miss which was my first uh release on gold fat and then uh-huh. another one which is kind of finished and then we just started working and talking from there uh-huh. and so like every month or few weeks he's just like you got any more tracks you got any more tracks? Right. like before everything like with you guys, he's just like, hey, before you know you 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 sign that, do you have any more tunes for us? I'm like, you picked a weird time. <laughs> yeah. But I can understand, like, you know, given given uh the kind of musical soundscapes that Johnny works on, you know, your mm-hmm. your kind of sound would be something that would very naturally yeah. uh, appeal to him and kind of fit in with um the kind of pot of music that he would be looking for. Before before that first release on Gold Fat. Um, what else had been happening? You know, because you had some releases before, right? I think, no, before that, it was just, I was just kind of releasing things myself. Okay. Yeah. The, 
because like before getting completely like in entrenched, I guess would be the word, like in drum and bass, I was like kind of producing like house and some other stuff and, you know, whatever was basically popular at that time. <laughs> and I was just bored and kind of got burned out about it. And then somehow like after a year of not writing anything and just kind of trying to find, I guess, myself music leader, right. that's the way of putting it. Then I like found my way into drum and bass. Okay. More of like from a writing and stuff, just listening. And then I just, because I had all that, it had been like six years at that point of like trying to like the get releases and do all this, like the whole hustle thing where you have to put out a track every week or you think people are going to forget about you. <laughs> no one's paying attention to you in the first place. <laughs> you don't learn that until it's, it's too late and you're already burned out. But yeah, so after all that, I was like, I'll just these things and try and like learn the whole process myself of um, not really like starting a label, but I, I guess it's kind of the same thing, like or similar, like that whole, just the whole process of like, curating yourself mm, and mm. trying to put together projects because I would always try and put at least three or four tracks together. So I would have to be very, not critical, but just like, is this what I want to put out? I want to make yeah. sure these these tracks fit together somehow and I got to design the artwork sure. however like simple Microsoft paint it looked it was mine <laughs> you know? but just that whole process has kind of I think gave me a better view of like how things are working on a, like a right. larger scale like now mm. and before yeah. but and before like as you said you know like before those kind of I don't know those those, those sort of different electronic uh you know experimentations you know you mentioned like making some kind of house and other other tempos i mean mm. what were you like a like a, a piano prodigy age three or how, <laughs> how did you i mean how did you get into music was it is it was it a musical house growing up yeah yeah um my mom sang like the church choir and okay. she can she played piano a little bit but you know, trying to get her to play anything now. It's just like, it's, it has to be like the, the things, stars have to align to get her to st- keep me in front of the piano. And my, my dad sang a little bit, played saxophone, played okay. piano, all this to a lot of music. And I think just me being curious, that's what got me into music a lot, especially like in school. I think that's why I started playing instruments and stuff because, you know, they just come around because when you're like in the third grade, you're seven seven or eight you yeah. don't really know anything <laughs> they're like sure. do you want to play these instruments like i don't know what that is but uh-huh. it makes noise so i'm just going to try that and i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm right in thinking that in the end your instrument was the viola correct yeah yeah okay from from a young age um about the same time uh, i think i was eight okay yeah. i mean I, I mean you still play now right Mm, yeah, yeah and you also am i right saying that you teach as well you teach music part-time or uh yeah so because i just like graduated it was kind of part-time like substitute but now i'm going to be teaching like middle school so 12 13 maybe 14 year olds yeah orchestra Blimey. <laughs> that sounds that sounds both exciting and terrifying at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. The closer it gets <laughs> to August, like, do am I sure I can do this or I want to do this? Because <laughs> I don't know, like, like that sounds like that kind of mid teenage years. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah, actually yeah. pretty challenging. 
and you're going to teach them orchestra. So you're going to have a whole bunch of them in a room. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where you kind of like start telling them, okay, kids, today orchestra is going to be about drum and bass, right? Yeah. And at some point I, I have to work it in somehow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Um, so let us like, let's, let's, let's dig into another track. Um, maybe one of, I, I have to say, I do love good titles. Now, you, yeah. you do come up with some cracking song titles. And you had a release on Pilot Recordings, the, the, mm. the UKF label, uh, not so long ago. I think that was that last year, back in 2020? Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is what we're going to listen to now. And this is the sound of A Man and His Kettle.
so yes there you go uh, uh great tune uh, even better title um why any particular reason why you were just feeling inspired when you were kind of making your sixth cup of tea of the day or what no it was it was the entire thing and i think that's kind of how i ended it um oh when was, i think it was around september or something and i was just kind of bored one day and i made like it was a joke i made a joke on a like an instagram story that i was putting a cup a mug of water in the microwave to make tea and i knew like every like oh yeah everyone in the uk is asleep let me just do this no one will care and i woke up the next day with like tens almost like a hundred messages like what are you doing <laughs> just like complaints and like threats from friends but still like what is going on like this is a joke but it got way out of hand and i just yeah it grew like grew legs and took off i was like all right i'm just gonna just take this wherever it goes like i had already had the track ready and like pilot was just looking for things and i was just trying to finish it up it's like i should just name it this and like do a whole thing around it and they didn't say no it's like are you sure so yeah we did that whole thing and i had like an idea for the artwork and because i like photography is like a thing but then also jokes and just very bad i don't know kind of comedy is just my thing so i just yeah, ran yeah. with it even more but i mean i have to say i mean it's it's uh it's well look it's refreshing right um i think you know whether you've been in drone base for five years or 25 years um you know something that can be leveled at the kind of communities that it's a bit serious yeah you know, it yeah. can be a bit po-faced uh i think it's fair to say that certainly like you know mid late 90s it did feel a bit like that mm. um and so your your sense of humor and your character and personality which really really comes through in the music and the song titles um is is very very refreshing and i feel like it's also maybe uh, almost like encapsulated in your youtube channel yeah <laughs> which now i mean let, let's talk a bit about that i mean that when did you start that is that about three years ago yeah i think about uh, yeah, three, four years ago at this time. Okay. And so what, yeah. I mean, what, but what prompted that? Maybe it's a dumb question, but what, what was it that made no. you think, okay, <laughs> I need to start this? I think it might have been, like in the beginning, it was just kind of boredom. Like me, <laughs> I know that's it's really how a lot of things like start for me. It's like, I didn't, I think I was just like maybe like writer's block, that kind of thing. So it's like, uh -huh. I need something to take my mind off not being able to, or not having any ideas about writing music. So let me just, let me just try, you know, making a tutorial or something about. Uh -huh. And it was like, start with like the best intentions. Like I want to do this and I have this schedule. And it's like, I made one video and then like a few months passed. Then made one and like months and months passed. Like I don't, but like I would always reach like this point where I would be like, I don't know, fired up to to do to it because it was different. Mm. There's also like video editing and stuff like that is it's a lot of like songwriting is you're just pulling you're pulling out ideas out of like nowhere and you're trying to put them into something digestible, I guess is all. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Yeah. And I think that's what drew me to it. And then when things started growing a bit more and I started putting a bit more thought into it, like the there's a budget, there's millions of tutorials about anything. So like, what can I do about, do differently? Right. 
Is it out of interest? Is it something that your students are aware of? No, not really. Do you think they not yet, at least? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I'd be kind of fascinated to know kind of like what their perspective was like. You know, after seeing you in orchestra class, and then kind of like mm -hmm. coming across one of your um, tutorials about uh, ranking drum and bass artists unfairly. Oh yeah, and there's that one, the the goofy side. <laughs> yeah, but come on, I mean, like this is great. I mean, you know. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like like we like we said. I mean, uh, we both know that. The, well, I mean, look, people in music can take themselves a little too seriously. We can all take our, yeah. our careers maybe a little too seriously. We all need, you know, we do desperately need, especially now in this last sort of sixteen months or so. We know we do need a, a lighter side to yeah. things. And yeah. and I think you know, it's also, I guess you know, for me that over the, over the years there has been a time that drum and bass is the kind of music that can suffer from not just a lack of personality, but like almost just like faceless artists, you know, mm -hmm. where you just don't have any idea who the people are, you know, yeah. you, you sadly assume it, you know, there's often just a bunch of blokes and, uh, but maybe who don't perhaps have a great deal to say, but there's lots and lots of music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wonder whether, I think I was, I was watching one of your recent uploads, you know, um, earlier today and, I think I think within it you kind of referenced how early on in your first sort of tutorials you were a bit shy, you didn't really you know, you didn't really have a yeah. great deal to say, yeah. and you were, so you were kind of making a video about that, you know, mm -hmm. and, and like I get it, trust me, like, it, but mm -hmm. it's but it's but it's great because I mean, hopefully, I mean, in listening to the things that you say, I know that a big a big thing for you is just encouraging other artists. Yeah, definitely. You know, encouraging other writers, of course, through tutorials, but maybe not just that, you know, whether it's just actually how we see ourselves or how we hear music or how we maybe present ourselves. And um, has it been something that, you know, through the YouTube channel that you've been able to maybe sort of build up a bit more of that kind of community around the videos where that, that kind of conversation can, can actually kind of develop mm. and continue? Yeah, I think it's been like, this is why it's kind of been like a, like a wholly positive experience is because like a lot of the things I'm not trying to say like this is the way to do stuff all the mm. time or anything like that mm. it's just like here's some ideas that kind of worked for me like you're you're seeing me like test out things basically I mean live almost like you can I can say an idea if you can look through like Instagram of me trying that idea and sometimes it fails and then sometimes you know it works out like the whole kettle thing just me being goofy and huh. like at first sometimes you get like are you are you just trying are you just like putting this together like is this a whole thought or is this to you i'm like no this is just just me but being a bit more open and trying to just yeah like you said to show a bit of personality like mm -hmm. i like sometimes i know if i'm like going too far or like i don't want it to seem like a gimmick or like i'm Sure. Like this guy he's just trying to be this was mm. like no like once we started having conversations with the people who are like curious like no you actually just kind of like this <laughs> well yeah, but it's also, yeah because it's being it's being honest mm. and it's just and it's just being real right yeah uh i mean like one of you know one of the things that i like in particular you know you upload a video about getting your demos heard mm. which my, my guess would be would be probably one of the single most important things that emerging artists yeah. want, want to hear about right yeah because i mean 
generally, yeah, it's 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 not an exact science, um, mm. and it can be kind of quite random. And I believe I'm right in saying that one of your pieces of advice was just to kind of just to try and get establish some form of a kind of relationship with the person mm. that you're approaching. Yeah, that's the biggest. I think like thing that I learned is, I mean, you can do the whole demo inbox thing, and that works. You know, labels they do is just labels get like hundreds or thousands of demos and to sift through them yeah. and the best way like to get kind of picked out of that just recognize is like if the person that's looking through it already knows your name uh-huh. just like you know you're scrolling through what is a label engine or something <laughs> oh i know i know this guy i know this guy let me just listen to this even if it's not like even if it's not ready or something like that uh-huh up there you you have you have this person you have your idea of this person's like oh yeah so i know them they're, they're pretty cool or they you know seen that way or something like that so yeah and i guess and, I, and I guess i guess within that you know and it's 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 the kind of recognition factor but i guess also as i think you were sort of saying on one of your uploads that you know it's it, it it's recognition but also how you kind of present yourself mm. which let's which is something all of us need to keep learning as we go through yeah. life in whatever we're doing in our careers but you know it's like yeah you get to know someone but don't you know like don't tell them you know your life story don't tell them that you've had 137 <laughs> releases on 137 yeah. labels you know um i just just kind of be like a friendly face with like a mm. i don't know like a five minutes worth of uh, of, of kind of input and inquiry, but and then just kind of leave it and understand yeah. how to, I guess, understand how to kind of navigate those sorts of dynamics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> you can get a message just like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And it's like you immediately you go look up who that person is, like the profile or something. Uh-huh. It's like, and like a lot of people are aware, and sometimes like if you might not get it. It's like I know why you're talking to me because you know that I'm like on this label or this or that, mm. and which, which isn't a problem at all. I mean, that's, it's just, that is, you know, what it is, but don't immediately go like, Hey, how are you doing? Um, okay. Can you sign me to this? It or can <laughs> I, can I have, yeah. can I have this person's phone number? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, just, you can, there's a way to ask, but you have to work into that. And it's, it's not something you can look up, especially like, how to work my way up into this this area it's like no you just have to i think kind of like i said just try and just make a friend and like be a person in like the process because we're not like for example like i'm talking to you chris i'm not talking to hospital Mm. you know like there are people that are making everything happen so it's better to get to know the people instead of like the like treating everything as like an entity or like this this can get me that kind of thing yeah yeah yeah. and like just like you know thinking about kind of some of those relationships i'm just uh, i'm always interested to know like especially right now i mean Mm -hmm. are there any particular um are there any sort of current or even maybe emerging artists in north america particularly that that you rate uh you know not yeah i mean i'm sure that you write as people but also of course that you write yeah, as you know as writers and uh, an artist mm-hmm. yeah um one guy right now who's just like like you're coming out of like nowhere with everything is uh colby echo brown mm-hmm. like he just had his ep on the north quarter yeah yeah um 
remix, or I think on Overview, he's got something coming on 1985. Just uh, like, he doesn't say anything to anybody, or maybe I'm just like not privileged <laughs> to that information yet, but just out of nowhere, <laughs> he just comes out of, with all these tracks and it's like, mm. okay, wow. And then there's, I don't know where he's from, um, but Alpharhythm, he was also on the, the Future Symptoms yep. um, project a few months ago. And yeah, he's doing really well. Um, yeah, then there's Black Lab, the two guys from Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah, and they've been they've been working with Solvent for a while, so they're kind of like, yeah. I think, but this that's the thing. Like, I I struggle to think of people sometimes, like especially yeah, sure. new people, because there there's so many DJs, but like producers who are just sure. like seriously trying to. Which I say, I know I always have to like copy out there or something. Like, there's no wrong with like having fun and you know things like that. Like that's how everyone starts, just like messing around but there are aren't a lot of people who are like really at trying to produce right now at least over here that i know of or they're like strictly not strictly drum and bass but like very focused into drum and bass there's a lot of older guys like i can name all people all day but like the sure the newer guys yeah yeah and any like yeah. out of interest any any kind of like new new artists or emerging artists from outside of north america like mm. anywhere else around the world any, anyone else in particular that you're feeling right now um askel and alair from finland yeah yeah those those are so fun like we've been working on stuff lately and they're just like super fun to talk to and just like bouncing ideas off and just yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm really excited to see like nice. what they're doing as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Well, look, I'm, I'm asking Lair uh, on Solvent and delighted that you quite recently had your EP on Solvent, uh, the Mad mm-hmm. Flavors EP. Yeah. Um, and from that, we're now going to just dip into Lost in the Black Lodge. Thank you. 
There you go. Um, uh, Lost in the Black Lodge on Solvent. Um, that's from Winslow's Mad Flavors EP. What about, I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't even maybe dare ask, but um, what about coming over to the UK? Um, got any tickets? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but I'm, I'm super, I'm just thinking about it, always thinking about it. I mean, there is, hopefully, hopefully happens. Weekend in the Woods, right. I'll be there for that and anything after if i can just fit it in <laughs> yeah. have you been have you been before no no really okay, wow. Yeah. wow so um and i mean i imagine you know i mean just just as a you know as a citizen but obviously as a as, a, as, an, as an artist and as a mm-hmm. fan i mean of, of all sorts of music i mean what what would you be thinking like if you could i don't know like if you could have six weeks <laughs> or eight weeks in in the uk yeah. What would be your kind of some of your go-to places? And I'm not thinking specifically and only London, but like what what mm-hmm. what would what would you be really hungry to go go see and experience in the UK? I don't want to like cheat and just say anything I can, but yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely meet everyone that I've kind of built relations uh, relationships with over mm. the past few years. Just kind of have one big hangout. That would be that would be pretty great. Or just like couch surf if I have to just like people stay over your house for this week or these few days and just like visit you know London definitely go to Bristol um further north Manchester anywhere go Mm. just kind of explore around to yeah just see there is the sea you know I guess it must feel I mean I guess it must you know it must really feel quite curious when you know, not not specific to the pandemic, but but of course, you know, when when you're living on the other side of the world, you've probably been building, you know, friendships and relationships. I guess you know, with a whole bunch of people in the UK for years now. Yeah. Um, and then maybe the prospect of meeting a whole bunch of them at one party or in one city is must be quite something. Yeah, it's like it's always like when when you come over here, we're gonna we're gonna do this and this. Like people have these itineraries for me, like. You were complaining about our food the other week, so we're going to make sure you eat this and you try this, (laughs) and we teach you how to make a proper cup of tea. And like, all right, just make sure I get enough sleep, and we can do all that. Yeah, and I guess, and I guess, in all honesty, I mean, you know, there's quite, you know, as as you know, there's quite a, there's quite like a drum and bass roadmap, you know, that, Mm -hmm. you know, that you could really stitch together. I mean, you know, as as you say, of course, you know, Bristol, Manchester, but then like, you know, you start digging in, and there's, there's 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 so many other places. In terms, of, in terms of your DJing, have you been you've been DJing for a while, or have you not really had the opportunity to do much outside of you know streams and the occasional party in St. Louis? Um, yeah, it's kind of been that just uh, because I've been tied up. Not tied up. I mean, I cho- chose to go to school, so but it's like <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can do one or the other, and especially like when you're in the middle of nowhere, you, you only really do one. <laughs> so, but yeah, there have been in like the last, well, not this last year, but. Like year before that, 2018, 2019, just kind of sporadic, kind of live gigs around like mm. my school schedule. Mm. Definitely streaming and stuff because I mean that's the easiest thing. Sure. Like you get done with any kind of 
homework or class and just go stream, even though it's just like you and your friends watching. But then that still helps. And then well, just a few weeks ago, it was like our first kind of like the weekly that was here in St. Louis, like had their first like live show back. And it was like, it was so weird. (laughs) Like the entire (laughs) time, like we're all just kind of hanging out. I'm ordering a drink. I'm hearing music. Somebody just made me go on stage because somebody was late for a half hour. <laughs> like this is, it's oddly normal, but it's also, <laughs> it doesn't feel like I should be doing this. Like I'm supposed to be in the house, but like, no, like everything's opening back up and this yeah. is what we've been working for. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, let's, I mean, let's, let's cross all our fingers that the weekend in the woods happens and mm-hmm. that we can, yeah. we can hang out together. We can have, <laughs> have fun meeting a whole bunch of people yeah. uh, that would be an absolute pleasure um one thing i haven't just asked you about i haven't asked you about vocals because um mm-hmm. you are your own vocalist often yeah that was uh the, a pandemic project i guess you can call it that it's like <laughs> some people picked up woodworking some people did this and i was like maybe i have this microphone <laughs> and I do have a little bit of experience like singing and just doing vocal things, I guess. Mm. So there's no one here, just in my room by myself. <laughs> no one can, if it's bad, you don't have to hear it. If it's all right, maybe after a lot of thinking, I'll send it to somebody. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's been kind of the, the thing in kind of the last year is just building confidence and you know, yeah. skill at that because I've been. I guess singing like choirs and stuff since I was a kid, like I've had like coaches and stuff. And I, yeah. so I know how to like be, how to like basically like critique myself and kind of coach myself to a point. Mm. And I know like how, and just kind of figure out like the real small like ins and outs of this is how you should do things with your voice and stuff like that. I want to improve with this. This is how I should practice. I have that from just like, lessons and stuff even on other instruments and things I'm like I, I can do this I just need to you know trial by fire <laughs> just yeah, hear yeah. myself enough times mm. that I get used to it yeah and just practice yeah so that's kind of been a thing I think I think it's getting better yeah <laughs> is it out of interest is it something that you always and only do on your own in your own studio um so far yeah yeah. Okay. So you haven't yet been. you haven't yet been been recording vocals with a whole bunch of people in the same room. Uh, no, not yet. Outside of I guess like school choir, we uh-huh. record stuff. But then uh-huh. it, like, the focus isn't on me. And that's all yeah. right. I can do that. But now it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Duncan, you are doing it. This is your voice. Like, <laughs> yeah. Be nice, please. <laughs> and it's like you know what's what what what's great for me is that, I mean, I'm I'm trying to kind of think back, but. You know, maybe, I mean, maybe it's actually as long as 10 years ago, but I remember, I remember a time when in drum and bass specifically, uh, one or two producers for the first time started to sing on their own tracks. And I'm thinking yeah. of like, say like Dominic Caliber. Right. And I mean, Tony. Um, and because as you're probably aware, you know, like uh, for really up until relatively recently, like, you know, producers don't do that. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, right? <laughs> You know, yeah. you're, you're, and it's often a dude, sadly, but it's like, you know, the producer is the person in behind the desk and mm-hmm. the producer reaches out to singers. And then like, then there was this gradual kind of shift of like, oh, hold on. 
and then a couple more people did it and now happily it seems to be something that like sure yeah, yeah, yeah do your own vocals yeah uh, and happily i guess maybe you're part of that emerging wave of artists for <laughs> whom it's like yeah you know maybe you know you you need, as you say you need to build confidence but maybe it's it, it feels as though maybe now in 2021 there's far less of a kind of less stigma or mm. now it's just yeah sure you know it's uh yeah <laughs> great it's great to be in that i think in that kind of place where hopefully it can be an instinctive thing hopefully or a mm. natural thing even if you're just trying it out once so you can like you know what yeah i'm going to do this whenever i feel like it yeah it's definitely just like that it was just trying and experimenting and then having like those um, examples or kind of influences, like you said, like Calvary, that's one person I've always thought of. And then Tony. Mm. Um, and then seeing other people do it. I think it was what, Fred, Fred V. Yep. When he started doing his own vocal stuff, so like, okay, I it mm. just, I started building like this idea of, because it's not like singer, songwriter, drum and bass, but <laughs> almost in a way, or singer, producer, I guess it would be the way of putting it. But, mm it can be a thing and I kind of fight with that now it's like all right here I am writing the tune doing the vocals for it and then it's like I'm mixing my own track I just it feels so like meta in a way but I mean that's it's only weird because not a lot of people have done it so far but it's not Mm. weird because there's something wrong with it in a way out of interest in terms of like I me asking like in terms of like being really objective about your own vocals how how easy or impossible is that when you're the producer <laughs> um, it's it's so hard I think that was like the, the hardest thing was to get used to my own voice just I think with anybody and the one thing that helped with that is like the YouTube videos for like two years before that it's like I'm just used to hearing my voice over and over and editing and stuff like that right, right. Yeah, so it wasn't yeah. too much of a shock but then it's like, oh, now you're trying to sing. Why are you doing this? And that like little <laughs> voice in your head. But yeah, after what a while, it's um, like <laughs> out of interest. What what did, what did your mum think, seeing as she's a singer? Oh, I I actually don't think she's heard any yet. Oh <laughs> any man, come yet. on! Yeah, she's not heard it. Not any of the singing ones, not yet. Because I, she, I, I need her email address. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna send her a whole <laughs> bunch of links. <laughs> yeah come on she needs to hear it <laughs> i mean i mean they, they, they've heard your music or they've just mm, not or, yeah but they, they've yeah. not heard your singing no not yet okay. because she's still like how does spotify work why can't you just make me a cd and like oh, i got you right there i don't have to do it just yet but eventually she'll you know figure it out or i'll just you know show her once i cross that bridge I, I mean just, like <laughs> in all honesty i can kind of also imagine it being quite kind of daunting actually playing yeah playing your music let alone playing your own vocals to your parents mm-hmm. that's great it must be quite a, yeah uh, I'm, I'm still like that like, oh yeah like just friends like you write music oh let me hear it it's like ah uh, you know i'll send you a link when i'm not standing right next to you so i don't feel just like weird or self-conscious but i'm getting better about it very very cool listen we're gonna play we're gonna play uh, another track i think uh, also off the mad flavors ep um this is the awesome express I'm 
Well, listen, Duncan, thank you so much for, well, frankly, I, I didn't realise, but taking time out of your Colorado <laughs> vacation is very kind of you. Thank you so much. And it's an absolute delight to talk to you. And I must also say, we are chuffed to bits that you have joined the roster and that you are now a hospital artist. That is a fantastic thing. We should just take a minute to, um, I mean, uh, I, I think I'm allowed to talk about the fact that not that you have your debut release coming. It is, uh, when's it coming? It's coming on the 9th of July yeah. um, on hospital. That would be your debut solo release. Um, it's called the Sandalwood Nights EP. I haven't, I haven't even asked you why it's called the Sandalwood Nights EP. <laughs> oh man, I'm terrible. I, it was so hard to come up with a name. I don't know why. But uh, yeah, I think it just kind of, I thought about it as it, it just kind of encapsulates like this whole journey of writing music. Like, so Sandal was like the street I grew up on. Uh-huh. Night, yeah, nice. night is where everything, is where I started writing music just in the middle of the night. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And spending entirely too much sleepless hours just twiddling away <laughs> and trying to write music and then all like, was it 10 years later here here it is like a, right. a thing yeah 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 any, out of interest any any particular do you, do you have any do you have like a kind of like a list on your studio <laughs> wall of people that you want to collaborate with or you or you you like a wish list like mm. that uh me and johnny uh mike has been talking about it more and more mm-hmm. over like the past year eventually doing it and then i think you guys suggested it so that would probably be happening and there's always like the the dream collaborations of like Spy would be really awesome to work with. I've talked to me and Kino. I've talked a lot in the past year about working on stuff. Right, right. So hopefully that'll happen. Um, yeah, and just honestly, anyone <laughs> at this point, like just seeing what happens. I mean, there's a there's a, there's a long list. There's a whole bunch yeah, of people out it's a there, whole lot like, of people, yeah. like potentially uh, just 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 waiting to work together. Um, um, before we go, um, any anyone from St. Louis in particular, or any from anyone from the YouTube channel that you want to shout out? Man, oh my God, there's. You should have had a list. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is so. I, I say one person, I'm leaving out twenty. So. It's, yeah. <laughs> Definitely um, at home, we got my good friend Dave goes by, he also writes music on the name No Taker. He's been in a lot of things. He's like, we started about the same time uh-huh. in like 2011 and we've just been like competition and friends This is in music. And even before that, like when we were kids, um, then there's the whole group that we've I've, like sort of made around like the YouTube channel, which is called Bad Snares Anonymous right now <laughs> and we're all just yeah it's like a big huge it has, a, it has a logo right the bsa yeah. logo right yeah Very cool. that's if I, if I was wearing a hat that that'd be the one because it's gotten <laughs> to that point yeah like every there's a lot of people there and like a lot of good friends who have just like helped me get to this point and just like like you said earlier it's like they'll tell me when something's bad or not it but yeah. they'll also tell you when like things are good yeah right fantastic well, listen, I appreciate your time. It's great. It's great to see you. We're going to play out uh, this very special wel- Welcome Winslow podcast uh, with your remix of Tides by Newton, which uh, was and is on the Hospital 25 box set, our anniversary release this year. So, listen, man, um, let's cross our fingers. I would yeah. love to be seeing you in September. 
uh, at the woods. That would be something very special. But take care, enjoy your holiday, and we'll catch up really soon. Thanks. Thanks, man. See. Give it back to me Please return my mind I sleep restlessly This isn't what love defines Give it back to me Please return my mind I sleep restlessly This isn't what love defines To the sky, looming over my tortured soul, killing time on Ludlow, trying to drown out my sorrow. And previously, I fought the city, the streets did sing, but the sirens and screams dominate so deafening. Bridges and lights, ripples and tights.
Give it back to me Please return my mind Sleep restlessly This isn't what love divine 